0: to talk about how we are going to accomplish our goal or the goal or our community's goal, the bigger goal. And everybody gets really caught up in what our internal battles are. And I think that that's correct. I think that the first thing you can't start to work on a bigger battle or a global battle if you don't have your own self dialed in yet, right? If you're still not self-confident, not self-aware, you don't have good habits, you're not going to be the best version of yourself and you're not going to be operating at a capacity that prepares you to appropriately take on the challenges or the tasks that are going to be required to take on something bigger. So in that vein, You know, hopefully, if you guys are listening, you understand what the bigger goal I'm talking about is, which is to generally change the way that health, fitness and movement is perceived in our community, in our society. And this is what the mission of friendship is. And this is what the mission of whether you know it or not, what you are listening to this podcast for is we are trying to help affect positive change. And there's all sorts of ways that you can do this in the community generally. But I truly believe that if we can have a more mentally strong, more mentally capable, more mentally healthy society, if that society does that through being more physically fit, being more prepared, I think it would literally fix almost everything. Everything. Like it sounds crazy a little bit, but like let's break down some of the things that are the biggest problems in our country. It's like big pharma, right? Healthcare. Some of these problems, education, a lot of these things are going to be fixed by better physical fitness, better preparedness, better habits, better steps that actually address some of these things. If we have better physical fitness as a society, then there's going to be less need for you know, doctors to be so invasive in our lives, to be prescript uh, to be not having relationships with clients to where they have to over prescribe. We're also not going to have as big of a drug problem because people won't be addicted to you know painkillers unnecessarily, and because we're going to have better mental health, we're also going to have less of a drug problem on that end. We're also going to have better education systems, better school systems, because we're not going to be dealing with as much, you know, ADD and, you know, mental health problems in students, in suicides and all of these distractions, because we know that through better physical health comes better mental health. And if we start to take some of these habits and we start to take some of these steps then we can build a generation that is just better off generally than we are, right? And you think about all the different ways that we were failed in our generation or maybe the generation that's slightly older than us, all the ways that they were failed, And there's a lot of them and you, man, you can dive into them forever, but that's just, that's the past and it doesn't matter. We can sit there and we can bitch and we can debate about what we're going to do about drug prices and what we're going to do about this and what we're going to do about that. But at the end of the day, if we relieve the pressure on all of these medical institutions... Then yes, like there are going to be stock prices for big pharma that are going to go down. Okay, there are going to be hospital networks and doctors and all this stuff. Like people are going to have to—they're going to lose their jobs and all this other stuff. And yes, I understand that all of that is generally not good, right? But if we can depressurize that system where healthcare is just not as big of a deal because ninety percent of our community is super healthy, they're ultra healthy. If that's where they're coming from, and only 10% are maybe sick, well, now healthcare is not as big of a problem. Big Pharma is not, these aren't Fortune 500 companies, they're small companies because they're not needed, right? And what we'll find then is drug prices for other more serious problems, they'll go down. Research dollars, the brightest minds, the smartest doctors will be able to tackle things like diabetes, Alzheimer's. Some of these things that maybe need a little bit more focus, but they're not getting the attention and the care that they deserve because of what the obesity epidemic and the opioid epidemic is doing to these hospitals, to firefighters and paramedics. The impact that this stuff is having is tangible and it's real. And so if we start to think about that future society where everybody is physically fit Everybody is in a mentally more happy place, and you guys might not draw that association. I certainly do. I think that people who are more physically fit are generally happier people, right? It's your legally blonde quote of the day, right? Um, And so, you know, that stuff. There's scientific basis for it, obviously, but I just go off my own feeling and what I see on a day to day basis. You come in, you're not having a great day. You're maybe pretty negative on yourself you get your workout in, you smile, you laugh a little bit around some positive people, your day is better. You're going to leave with generally more of a capability to be optimistic towards things. I also think that things like CrossFit take it a step further Because you learn not to avoid problems, rather that addressing your problems and facing challenges will actually be the best thing for you. They will actually make you stronger. So instead of not coming to the gym on running days and avoiding that because you suck at running and you don't like it as a cause of that, You understand that actually going on a running day will provide me much more value from a fitness perspective than any of the other days when I'm already doing stuff that I'm good at. And that switch in mentality is paramount as we think about every other life challenge that's going to face us. If that's the way that you look at... Performance anxiety and problems, as Ben Bergeron's most recent podcast did a great job talking about this. If that's the way that you address it, if you are able to reframe those issues, then you are able to take on bigger and bigger challenges every day. And so, what I think about this is we have to think about how do we start this? Where does it really begin? And I think the biggest thing is we have to reframe how we talk about exercise. We have to change it entirely. Exercise in our society is looked at as a fix for the problems that we face. We can't find a significant other, we're not we don't feel like we're attractive enough, so we start to work out to drop a couple pounds. We don't feel great, we know we don't we aren't super happy with the way we feel, we aren't super happy with the way that maybe we we're performing, so we start working out after the fact. After we already start feeling bad, we start working out after the fact to fix it. Why do we do this? Why is this the way our society views physical fitness, exercise, and health? Movement is a natural human thing. We all should wake up every day and move. Yeah. Everywhere you look, it's like one of the first things that everybody does whenever they set up any sort of a facility. You're setting up a doctor's office. What's the first thing you set up? Where are we going to put the chairs? How many chairs should we have? You set up a desk or an office. Chairs. Schools. Chairs. Everywhere you go in America, it's like there's a bus stop. God forbid that you just stood at the bus stop. Right. There has to be benches. And this has become something that's just ingrained in us from the beginning of being a kid where you just go places and you sit and to get to the place you sit. And it's like there is a there are people out there who probably are walking less than a thousand steps every day because they wake up and they sit down to eat breakfast and they drink coffee sitting they get up and move from their couch to their car. They sit down in their car and they drive for a half an hour commute to work. They get out of their car. They walk from the work parking lot to their desk and they sit down. They maybe get up a couple times to go to the bathroom. They then get up and go back to their car to go home to sit on their couch. There's no way you're touching a thousand steps during that. And when we think about this as like we're starting to look at the majority of people are approaching things this way, if not way more than the majority already. We have to start looking at the way that we view physical fitness totally differently, entirely differently, reframe, reshape the entire thing as just our default should be to wake up and move our bodies for the majority of the day it should be natural the first thing you do should be wake up walk outside catch a little sunlight do a couple air squats a couple lunges do a little morning yoga get moving a little bit go take a 20 minute walk with your dog while you drink your coffee listen to a podcast and you know as i've started to think about this and even as i'm verbalizing this now for this podcast i'm seeing my own errors in my own ways I'm trying to create. I'm trying to have creativity time. And I'm doing that sitting. When in actuality, the idea for this podcast came for me while I was walking Blitz and listening to a podcast. I get more creative when I'm up and I'm doing things. My mind is more clear after I've exercised. And so I need to fix this for myself. A number one, I need to start living this more, and that's going to be a huge change for me is waking up and doing something at the beginning of the days. Super envious of Chris Sansbury who's really got this stuff pretty dialed in. It's, you know, he continues to be a mentor for me as I look at how somebody moves. And, you know, obviously, he's a great athlete. But when you talk to him, he just he tries to move and do something and sweat a little bit every day, tries to get a little yoga in and none of it is ever just too much. But he just prides himself in being able to move, being able to do things. And The more that I'm starting to recognize and notice that love and appreciation for just moving, you know, greasing that groove. I heard one of my podcasts I love listening to, which is totally off brand, but he calls it flexing the muscle. When's the last time you flexed that muscle? And he talks about for anything was the last time you flexed your no muscle. We said no to something or you flexed your yes muscle. And you just said, yeah, man, yeah, let's try it. Let's give it a shot. And so I think first is fundamentally we have to think about how we talk about moving, how we talk about fitness, how we talk about what it is in just getting up and using our bodies more naturally. And once we start to do that, we should take the same approach for nutrition. And thankfully, I do this pretty well, but we should have the approach for nutrition, not where we're just Blitz was getting upset because she hadn't been in a couple episodes. So she snuck her way in there. But we should be thinking about nutrition much more in the aspect of how to feed ourselves nutrients, how to give our bodies something that they need, that they crave, that they desire, much less thinking about it as how we're restricting ourselves from getting all of these delicious little treats. All these little sweet treats. And if we don't get those sweet treats, then we're depriving ourselves of something. We're depriving ourselves of happiness or we're depriving ourselves of life. And I think it's a terrible way to think about nutrition. And instead, we need to just focus a little bit more on just getting ourselves nutrients, getting ourselves what the body craves, right? It's a little, oh man, I'm just tossing them around here. I got idiocracy for you there. Hopefully somebody gets some of those. So If you guys are are listening to this, like, I think this is our first step is how we, as our community of, you know, 300 to 500 podcast listeners, how we view and talk about it much less about how we look much less about, you know, some of these ancillary benefits that we're trying to get, you know, what do you snatch? What do you bench? What's your marathon time? What's your mile time? Much less about all that, but just. We're moving because that's what humans do. And whether you power lift or you run marathons or you do yoga or you do CrossFit, just celebrating the fact that that person is moving and or that person is eating well. And I think if our kids start to acknowledge and recognize the fact that that's valued and appreciated in your family and valued and appreciated by you as a parent and you respect people who do that. We don't talk negatively about people who choose to do it through another medium. We don't talk negatively about people who do it at another, you know, CrossFit gym or who decide that they want to run marathons or do triathlons. We don't talk negatively about people who choose to do yoga or other things like that. We celebrate the fact that we are moving. I think our kids will recognize that. I think the next generation will start to pay attention to the fact that that is something to be valued. That is something that is uh, naturally human. And something that we should all just take a little bit of pride in. And if the next generation, you know, let's let's say you're a plus one person. So you and your wife have three kids, right? Then you have now created more people in that next upcoming generation who are going to value that than came into your generation. And that's, I think, how we're going to start to really change this. You know, just listened to one of James Fitzgerald things. And he said that maybe one day we'll get really lucky and we'll have a president who really values it or we'll have, you know, a, a really influential, you know, mainstream celebrity somebody of like a LeBron James caliber or something who who really preaches this and you know I don't know I don't know if that stuff will have the influence in in the day to day in the societies in the communities in the households as just us I truly believe that like we control the community and individuals make up that stuff. And the way that I always tell that is, you know, how much did, you know, how much has Donald Trump or how much has Barack Obama or how much has George Bush really tangibly impacted your life directly comparatively to me starting a gym? Or, you know, somebody taking a little bit of a a teacher or a coach you had taking a little bit of an extra care in you as a person or an employer, you know, giving taking a shot on you when maybe it wasn't what was convenient for them. That's a person in our community going out of their way to do something for you. And when that happens, that has usually quite a bit larger of an impact on people's lives than presidents uttering statements or tweeting something or whatever. Now, obviously, on a macro level, right, like going and starting a war or you know changing the healthcare system generally, like certainly those things can impact you. Uh, but again, not near as much. At least I believe not near as much as how much you can impact your direct. Communication community of your family your social circle and the people who live in and around you and so you know hopefully you guys can take that approach and you guys can start to you know carry that forward and start to think about you know how you talk about it how you think what you bring it up to your kids just little things you know if your kid's not getting up and getting active at all throughout the day just look at that as how much of a how much of pressure have you put on that as a parent? How much of a premium do you care about that? Or are you constantly sitting and are you constantly, you know, you're like, oh, I exercise for 45 minutes today, so I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. Like, I'm just going to sit around, you know, or are you somebody who really prides yourself on getting up and getting out, you know, going out and doing something active? You know, you go on vacation and you go to the pool, is your main thing of an activity walking down the beach or, you know, playing sports or, you know, being up and on your feet and moving, swimming, throwing your kids, you know, doing things active or is it, you know, laying by a poolside drinking? And so that those little things like the kids are going to notice that stuff. And if you're a person of action, if you're somebody who gets up and goes and takes walks and goes and does things and goes hiking and throws the Frisbee or throws the baseball or you know goes out for just a jog out of nowhere like ask your kids to come with you if you're pissed off that they're sitting inside playing video games and looking at screens all day what are you doing to show the example or be the example to be the person that gets up and shows them what they should be doing what they should be taking pride in you know what nutrients they should be feeding their body and that's how we can start to impact this thing. So we're going to talk, continue to talk about this, right? But this is just something where, you know, I had a couple thoughts on things and, and how we as a group need to start framing things a little bit differently. And this is a this is a work in progress for me also, you know, as a, a pretty hardcore like people should be, ha- you know, feeding the animal within for quite a while where it was I do think that people should try to weight lift a little bit and I do think that people should really you know have a little bit of intensity push a little get a little adrenaline running in their lives Um, but now you just really start I start to look at and I'm just like you know what we just it's one step at a time and prizing movement in caring about that and showing that we care about that as a community is going to be probably the biggest piece to really changing this. And then what you'll see is once people get in the habit of that, then they'll sort of just start to, it's like a Plinko board, right? We just have to drop the, uh, the little pebble down the thing and wherever they end up in the bottom, whether that's, you know, yoga or running or biking or swimming or CrossFit or weightlifting or powerlifting or strongman or marathons or whatever, whether it's one of those, it doesn't really matter Just the fact that they are on the board and playing the game is step number one to releasing ourselves of all of these, you know, prisons that not moving has put us in. Otherwise, as Maria would like to say, we are bound and destined for wally (laughs) and great movie we appreciate it more and more as the years go by and uh i mean it's it's not too far-fetched i think at this point so uh hopefully you guys enjoy this one hopefully you guys have a great week and i'll see you soon